Hey guys, welcome back to Student Pages Podcast. Uh, I'm joined uh, by Cameron Johnson, actor, writer, producer. Uh, you might know him from uh, Batwoman or his uh, short film, Grab My Hand, A Letter to My Dad. How are you, Cameron? How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm a little tired. It's a little early over here, but, I, but I'm good. I'm feeling great. How are you doing? Oh yeah, I forgot. Obviously the time, what time is it there? Because it's 6 o'clock here, 6 p.m. It's only 10 a.m. here, so it's not too early. It's just that I, am, uh, I, I work very late usually. Um, I thankfully I wasn't shooting or anything, but I just like was editing and I had like two voiceover auditions. I was up until maybe maybe two thirty or so. Um, and also I went to a friend's birthday last night, so we like at dinner for a long time. Fair enough. You're not actually you're not shooting at the moment. No, we are shooting. We started shooting last week, but I I don't shoot this week because I, I shot the first two days and then I shoot again next week. So I had this week off. And how's that? How's that working with COVID and everything? The shooting, you have to like wear masks on set, or yeah, it's funny because like I thought it was, I thought it was going to be so different um, with all the new the COVID rules. Because before we shot, they sent us like a forty three page document saying all the new things that were going to change. So at first, I was like, oh man, like nothing's going to be the same. <laughs> but um, it feels the exact same. It's just like in the makeup trailer, everyone's wearing a mask. Um, you know, when you're blocking and rehearsing before shooting a scene, everybody's wearing a mask. And when the actors have to take the masks off to do the scene, if a crew member wants to walk up to you to, you know, uh, give you a makeup touch up or change something on your outfit or change or fix your mic or something, they just have to wear a shield over their mask for like a second layer of protection. Um, and besides that, you know, I thought that my biggest fear was the food because my favorite thing on set is food. Besides the people, of course. But <laughs> I love on set food so much. What's the food? The food? I mean, the food varies, man. You know, we have a, a truck with, with uh, professional cooks up there and they make breakfast every day and, uh, and the breakfast can be like whatever you want. You know, they, oh my gosh, man. Like, so my top two breakfasts on this set, I, I get, they make a, a really mean breakfast sandwich, which is just like eggs and bacon and avocado and all that stuff. Um, but there's some sort of sauce or whatever they put on it too. And they just, the bread is so good. But then there's this other thing that they make. I don't remember what they call it, but I call it a breakfast pizza. It's like a, a big giant shell. And inside the shell is, I haven't had it in a while. I should get that next to my shoot. But it's like meat and uh, avocado and... Like it's like it's like a giant breakfast. I know there's a better word for it. It's like a breakfast tortilla or something. But it's like the way they make it is like an open flat kind of thing. It's like open. It's like a pizza, like a breakfast pizza, and it's freaking delicious. And it's so big. And taking one bite of it makes yolk just drip on your face. It's amazing. That sounds so good, man. It does yeah, dude, it's so good. I can't have it like I always have to order it right when I get to set though because. I have to eat it before makeup. So that's like a, you have to get to set early kind of food because one time I was like in makeup and then the breakfast pizza pulled up and I ate the breakfast pizza and I got yolk all over my face and then I, she had to clean it off and start, <laughs> not start over, but it slowed down the process. So I can't order the breakfast pizza very often. And filming season two must be a little bit different though, right? Because uh, I've heard, I, I'll just let you explain. So what happened with, with Ruby Rose and everything? Yeah, so Ruby Rose was the lead of the show last season, and she's no longer with us. We now have a new lead, Javicia Leslie, who is freaking awesome. Um, so now, like in season one, uh, we were, you know, as, as since Ruby was the lead, Kate Kane was our Batwoman, um, as it was in the comics. And then now in season two, Kate Kane is no longer around. 
So we have a new Batwoman, a new character, actually, that our showrunner Caroline Dries created. And the character is so awesome, so cool, so charming, so funny. And um, she'll sort of take on the new Batwoman mantle, which, honestly, the way they wrote season two is so impressive. Like, it, it, tie, it ties everything in so well. And I think they intro the character so beautifully. And I can't wait for our audience to meet the new character because she's dope. Yeah, for sure. Did you play that? You know, I've been playing um, the game recently. What's it? Uh, Arkham, Arkham Knight, Knight. The newest yeah, one. Dude. Yeah, I beat Arkham Knight last year. And they just released the trailer for the next one. I think it comes out next year. Um, uh, it's like, it's not Arkham Knights. It's like, uh, it's the one with with Batgirl and Nightwing and uh, Dead, not Deadshot, uh, Red Hood. You can like sort of, it's like, it's like Arkham Knight, but you can play with four different characters. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's going to be looks really good. I think I played every single Batman game. I played the, one of the first games I ever played was uh, uh, on PS2, Batman Begins. I think that was like the first. I mean, Way back. That was so, that was a scary <laughs> game. Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> you had to run, you had to go through like mental asylums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Batman games are dope. I, I think they're all so fun. Yeah, it's funny that you you, you just beat Arkham Knight because I just beat it again last year. No, I didn't even say again. I thought I had beat it when I started it, and then as I was playing it, I realized that I had I, had, I played Arkham Asylum and Arkham whatever the one. I think there's another one before it, but I think Arkham Knight was like the, the was new to me. Yeah. Oh man, these games were so fun. And I, I heard you say uh, uh, in a little interview that you. Uh, like video games helped you sort of learn that you wanted to be an actor. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, man. Um, I love video games. I've, I've, ever since I was a kid, I've been a big video game lover. Um, and I think one reason it made me love acting so much was because in some video games, especially some of my favorites, which would be like the one player adventure, the Batman games, the infamous games, the uh, God of Wars, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you get to, be one person going through this crazy adventure and it's as if like when you're playing a game you suddenly become someone else like you are that person making making those decisions especially in like the infamous and like the um what's that other game uh the red dead redemptions where you like you were constantly being asked you know what do you want to do like make a choice like do you want to go good do you want to go bad and it's cool that you get to see with this character when you make one little decision it ends up having a, a larger effect and there was something really cool about that where I've always enjoyed like, okay, like if I'm stressed or whatever from school or whatever I'm going through, when I am in my room playing this game, like I'm not cameras for a while. I'm, I'm this dude, like I'm, I'm this guy in this world. So all the stuff that I have doesn't matter for a few hours. And acting is kind of the same thing. Acting is like, you know, when I'm Luke Fox, I'm not camera. So as best as I can, I got to leave all of the the stress and the drama away unless Luke is going through something similar. But yeah, but Luke Fox is going through his own stuff and I got to prioritize that. Um, yeah, so I think I learned that from, from my video game playing days. I mean, days, I'm still playing so many, but, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I got back into them over lockdown, man. I, I've been playing like on PlayStation, they've got the, you like pay by month or something and then you get loads yeah. of games, get what it's called. Cool. Uh, no, uh, PlayStation Now, I think. You yeah, yeah okay that's what's what's your favorite video game my favorite oh man dude um maybe the last of us uh don't need to play that you haven't played the last of us bro no i haven't god you're missing out that that game is 
amazing. It's so good. It's just like, not just the gameplay, but like the story and the acting is like, wow. Like the writing, everything about that game is just dope. Um, I, I only get to play like maybe a game or two a year because I just don't have the time. But during COVID, I played so many. I played the new Star Wars, uh, was it Fallen Jedi, The Last Jedi, whatever that's called. Uh, the new Star Wars, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm playing Paper Mario right now. I got The Last of Us 2 and Doom Eternal, but I haven't played it yet. Funny enough, Megan Tandy from Batwoman got me Doom Eternal um, because I wanted to replay The Last of Us, but it was stuck in her apartment here and she was already back at home. So she was like, I'll just get you a new game. So she got me Doom Eternal. Yes. Um, and I also, I beat like two other games, but I can't remember what they were. I started playing a game called Nidhogg. I started playing Fall Guys, of course. Um, dang, I'm trying to think. It was like, oh, I can't remember. I beat, but I beat like two more. I, I was like, I was like my way to cope with all this craziness. I would just beat one game and then immediately get into another one. I feel that. I feel that. Um, damn, because I, I, you do acting and filmmaking. Um, which one did you get into first? Um, so acting for sure. Um, I, I've been... I realized that I wanted to be an actor when I was like 15, um, maybe 16. And filmmaking kind of just happened. It, it was sort of an accident. Um, writing happened first years ago, four or five years ago. Uh, and it's funny how that happened because I was singing. I was in this choir and one of the choir members' moms was like, do you songwrite? And I said, no. And all she said was, why? And I was like, uh... I have no idea. I don't know. I just don't. So then I started songwriting <laughs> just because she asked if I did. So I started songwriting and then I realized my songs were too long. Like I was trying to fit too many words in the song, trying to tell this like story in, in three minutes. And I was like, oh, I'm trying, I just want to write a short film. So then I wrote a short film um, that was really bad. And then I got better and better over time. So I started really getting into writing and really enjoying it. Um, and then from writing, I may I started wanting to make my films and I guess when I started making it people started calling me the director of it and I was like oh I guess that yeah I guess I'm that <laughs> I guess I'm the director because it's my project and I want it to be done the way that I see it in my head and then I also love getting my friend like I love helping my friends make their projects as best as I can so that's when the producing started happening so yeah acting definitely came first and the filmmaking came second that's great I was yeah I was gonna ask because you must have made films before uh, Grab My Hand, right? Because I just, it's such like a polished, uh, by the way, if you're listening or watching this and you haven't seen it, um, go check it out. You can go, I streamed it on the Nevada Film Festival uh, website. Oh, cool. Uh, it really got to me actually, because I, I, I call my cousin every day. You see, he was the one calling me earlier. That, oh, cool. <laughs> he, we talk every day for like three hours and... Um, yeah, it got me. It's a like it's just a, like a, it's a such a short film, but it can still like you know uh, move you so quickly. The animation, right, is insane. Oh, uh, I like the drawing. Who who did the animation for that? How did you? Is that a friend of yours or? Yeah, his name is Pedro Piccinini, and it's funny because I met him when I was a waiter at a restaurant. Um, I was there for four weeks only, and he was one of my regulars. So my last day on the job, I was like, "Yo, I'm leaving." we should be friends. What do you do? And he said, I'm an animator. And I was like, Oh, I'm a writer and an actor. So I've always wanted to make an animated short if you're down to make one. So he said, yeah, we started working on this other project, this other short. And then 
my dad's best friend passed away. So I asked him if we could put a hold on that project and then start making this other one for my dad. Um, cause it's called grab, grab my hand, a letter to my dad. And it was a surprise for him that ended up, it was never planned to be in festivals and be seen by the masses. Um, but after I sent it to some friends and saw how they reacted to the film, I was like, oh, okay, maybe other people might be touched by this and might connect to it and learn something and feel something. So I started submitting it to all these festivals. And then I got a festival strategist out of London called Festival Formula. It's amazing. And um, we started actually like making a plan of trying to hit all these festivals. And it's, you know, to my surprise, been really, really making the rounds. It's, it's now been... I think it's been in like somewhere between 40 and 50 festivals and it's still like it just got selected to another one this morning. Like it just keeps make get going into more and more places. And now it's really finding its way into the UK. Like it's, it's, I think it just got into like it's maybe fourth festival in the UK today, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, anyway, that was a long answer to say Pedro is my animator. <laughs> and, no, no, no. Uh, and he's really great. <laughs> so you didn't, um, when you made it, you didn't, like plan on sending it to festivals or anything you just made it for no i just made it for my dad it was the whole point was to make him something that he could that would help him grieve um it was sort of like a never-ending memorial for his best friend so i wanted to make something that would make him cry because you know he doesn't cry very often and i wanted to give him this film so that when no one's around when no one's looking he could just be in his room turn it on be reminded of his friend cry a little bit you know heal from it and um and thankfully I succeeded with that. Like we watched it together for the first time and he cried and I cried and we hugged and it was great. And then, you know, that was supposed to be the end of it. That was the point of the film. Like we did it. So after that, I just sent it to some friends to be like, Hey, this is a thing that I've been working on for the past few months. If you want to check it out, I made it for my pops. And all five of my friends that watched it cried, which surprised me because every time a friend cried, I was like, I remember one of them cried and I, I actually went, are you crying right now? Like, I was so confused because <laughs> I, so I was like, because, you know, none of them had, had met my dad, maybe one of them, but, you know, my dad's back in Georgia and they were in, we were in New York. So it was so interesting that I was like, oh, I, I just, I didn't expect any of you to cry because this is like, it's, it's so, it's, it's literally about him and his story and his best friend. Like, it's so like about him. Um, and it makes me cry, but it's because it's my dad and my uncle. So when I saw my friends crying, I was like, oh, this is so fascinating. And then one of my friends was like, yeah, like, you know, he said his dad passed away. And um, the film just like, reminded me of him of that. And then another friend was saying, like, it made her want to call her best, her other best friends. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was just like, wow, like, it's interesting that it's it's connecting with people in such a strong way that it's, it's, it's you know, having such a visceral effect that people are crying. So then, yeah, I was just like, I started submitting it for just everything. I didn't know how the festival circuit really worked. So I just started submitting it for everything. And then thankfully, Festival Formula came along and was like, we can help guide you on like an actual path. Um, and it's been great ever since we started working together. Man, it's just been going to so many great places. Yeah, I like I found the, the, the gate check thing so interesting because it makes me think about like, um, right. If you don't know that the gate, it's, you know, go watch the film. But um, uh, so your dad calls uh, your uncle and and he says gate check, and it's sort of like a way he checks up on him. Yeah. And maybe about like when I call my cousin, and we sort of have I mean, we sort of have our own version of that. We're like, you know, you what's we doing, you piece of shit? What you know? We know what, 
Same yeah. thing. Yeah, like, but I, but I realize, like, even though you know, I might, I might call my cousin and and we just sort of make noises at each other or be like, oh my yeah. god, like, you know, <laughs> it's it's what you know. That's it's your language. It's your thing. We're, we're checking up on each other, really. That's all we're doing. Yeah, yeah. and it's important. It's important to like call your loved ones and just to check in. I mean, often. I mean, it. it you know, because you, you just never know. Like, my uncle, like, was healthy one day, and then he was gone. Like, he was unconscious the next. And sometimes you just never know. Um, but, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's an honor to have people like you have seen it you know, all the way in the U.K. Um, and feel something um, when watching it. And then, like, the fact that it's made it so far that it's, it's Oscar qualified now is, like, a dream. Mm. It's an absolute dream. And now, you know, because I'm, how, because I'm seeing how people are connecting to it and reacting to it, I I'm just going to be fighting so hard for that Oscar nomination um, because I would love for this film to be seen on a grander scale on, on, on a grander stage, you know, so we can have as many people out there as possible, hopefully have a connection to it. Oh, best of luck, man. That sounds thanks, that's man. Well, so when, you, when your dad watched the film, uh, what was the conversation you had about it afterwards? It's funny, we didn't really have one um, because the one, the, you know, one of the main points, one of the main reasons that I made the film was because my dad is, he doesn't show a lot of emotion. He's like a Southern military black man. So, you know, as a, the man of the house and all that stuff, um, he, I think I, I had only seen him cry twice in my life before that. And it was when Obama won president and when his dad passed away. So whenever... We, funny enough, uh, we watched it whenever he was visiting me in Vancouver while shooting the pilot for Batwoman. And we were in my hotel chilling. And we were laughing about something. And I teed up the film when he wasn't looking. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. So anyway, I made this film for you. We're going to watch it now. And he was just like, okay. <laughs> so I played it and we watched it in silence. And then afterwards, he started crying and just saying, this is amazing. This is amazing. Thank you so much. This is amazing. We hugged. And we cried and then we just moved on. Like nothing happened. We just like let that moment be the moment. And we just watched TV or whatever we ha whatever happened next. Um, yeah. And like, we've had like small conversations about it throughout, like over time. And he loves to hear when it goes to festivals and like wins its awards and stuff. Like it's all very crazy. He actually went to Miami film festival with me and got to see it on the big screen for the first time. And it was, he cried again. <laughs> it was so cool to see him watch it was like with this audience and it was cool for him to be able to hear everybody else around him like crying um yeah it was a it was a very powerful moment and um that's great and and um the you're working on a comic book at the moment is that right i i am been working on a comic book for a long time this crap it's taking forever but yeah it's, it's going well it's, it's looking great i don't know when it's going to be done to be honest uh, the writing for it is done which is nice now it's just the art color and um, and the lettering and stuff and the editing or whatever. But um, yeah, man, I'm still to be able to see, get to see it at one point. Can you, tell, can you tell us about it? Like what it's about, like, the title? I don't, I don't think I can. I mean, I feel like it's been so long. I just want to like tell the world, but it's been a secret for so long. Just because it's not really a secret, I guess. It's just like, since there's nothing to show quite yet, um, I can't give any details. But it's something that I wrote like five years ago as a movie. And then a friend was like, you should make this something else before you make it a movie, um, some sort of IP. So he, he recommended a comic book or a graphic novel. 
And I was like, oh, a comic book would be a cool idea. So I read like a bunch of comic books to do research on it. And I was like, oh, comics are awesome. So then after like really falling into the comic world, I realized like, I just want to make a really dope comic book. And if it becomes a movie, that'd be awesome. But it's not really about making a comic to make a movie. It's about making a dope comic book. And yeah. because of this comic, I think I'm, I, I got a job. I might have a writing job to make like a short comic pretty soon. And I'm also going to be writing a graphic novel pretty soon too, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, that one I wish I could tell you, but that one's going to be awesome. I'm like, that one I'll really touches my heart. I can't, I can't. All I can say is that it's, it's, it's about, it's the graphic novel is going to be about an existing character. Um, but that's probably, that's probably all I can say, which is so vague, but yeah, that's going to be cool. That that's actually still in like the con the contract phase. So I haven't actually started writing anything on that quite yet, but um, I know what the story is going to be. And I, you know, I'm super excited about that, but yeah, comic graphic novel and possibly a short comic too. Man, I always think about um, how much work goes into comic books and graphic. I re used to really be into graphic novels and comic books when I was younger, and like just to think about actually just the work that Stan Lee has put in in his life, like <laughs> crazy to think about just not only the writing but like the just endless drawing and yeah, man, it takes time. And like my artist is so incredible and. You know, for him to be like incredible, it takes time. Like, you know, he he's got to really perfect um, his art and his art. I mean, it's worth it's worth the wait. Cause whenever I get new pages from him, I'm like, dude, this is beautiful. I can't wait for you to see the cover of the first issue. When I saw the cover, my jaw dropped. I was like, this is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, man. I my, I have a I'm very lucky to have such an incredible team, and I think we're all gonna be very happy with it when it's done. Did they? Does he draw it digitally? Um, I think like it starts. I think it starts hand drawn and then it moves to digital or something. He explained it to me months and months ago. I forgot. I, yeah, I kind of forgot what the what the situation is. Um, um, listen, thanks so much uh, for talking to me. Um, I hope this was. I know it's ten a.m. in Vancouver. I hope this was, you know, woke you up a little bit. Absolutely did. <laughs> questions. Um, yeah, thanks so much for chatting to me. Good luck um, filming season two. Uh, yeah, thanks so much Thank for you, listening to the student podcast. Thanks for having me, bro.